Hey guys, welcome to the Be Different Podcast. We are your hosts, Brian and Shayla. We are inviting you into our living room to have real conversations about people being different. So come hang out with us. We will talk about real life, everyday stuff, things like marriage, parenting, and why doing life together is always the best option. We'll talk about the good times, the stressful times, and the times that you might feel like giving up. You can learn more about our story at anguishhearts.com. Don't forget to connect with us on social media and welcome to our community. Grab your popcorn and brownies and join us each week. Hey, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. We are your host. I'm Brian. And I'm Shayla. How are you doing, Shayla? Doing great. Good. How was your week? The week was fantastic. We are nearing the end of school. We are. Um, We are heading towards the finish line. The finish line. If this was a marathon, we would be on the point two to go. Uh, not really. We still have two weeks of school. <laughs> I'm going to say, two. yeah, it still feels like a couple you miles. You thought this was our last week of school. Yeah. You, thought, Wait, I, I, you know, mom of the year award. I said to the kids last, last week, they're like, Oh, I hate going to school. You know, just that, that behavior that every kid has right now, right at the end of these, the school year. And I said, you guys, you only have this week and next week and then you're done. And our daughter, who's in sixth grade, says, Mom, we're not done next week. We still have a, a another week of school. So You must have COVID brain. Uh, I kind of feel bad. I mean, I was like, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm so sorry. But we are nearing the finish line. We so. are. Speaking of which, we are parents, husband and wife, welcoming you to our podcast. So grateful that you're here with us. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, you're back for another episode. But if, if this is your first time... Welcome. Welcome. We're so glad you are here. Yeah. We love new listeners. Yes. And if you are a repeat listener, what do we do, Shayla? Hit that subscribe button. Yeah. And, and <laughs> you're looking at me like deer in the headlights. Well, you're pointing your finger at me, so I didn't know what you, I didn't know what the cue was. Oh. Um, five star rating. Just hit pause. Go and do that right now. We ask every week because we say sharing is caring and the more you can get our podcast out there, it helps us. Look at you, a little BTS behind the scenes. When we first started recording this podcast, if I would have pointed to you like that, you would have given me the evil eye. You would have said, hit that stop button right now. Stop this podcast. You didn't tell me what we're doing. So look how far we've come. And we've kind of, I mean, this this series that we're in, right, we've kind of dropped the notes. So it's been fun. We just have been... Just, just talking. Pulling back the curtains. Because that is what this podcast is yeah. all about. Inviting you into our living room to have real conversations about people being different. And what does that mean? It, it, it really is this. It is, it is hitting the record button of conversations that we have. We just happen to invite you into this. And we have had some great response and great feedback on the series. They've, people have loved the series. Yep. And see, so we are on episode six of season three. In each episode, it really has been an extension of this whole series on guarding your marriage. Today's the last day. Yeah. Today's the last episode. Um, so let us know if you enjoyed it and if we should do more series in the future. Yeah. Would it's you, been fun to do a series. I think so because I think sometimes, especially if we have gone long in a podcast, like 45 minutes or, or longer, sometimes it feels like, oh, we should have we should have had that. We should have broken down that. Part one, part yeah, two. To two yeah. and, and we've done that a couple of times. Or like this time we had a plan like, hey, let's have four or five different episodes and, and it's rolled into six. But uh, we're excited about today and really talking again about how to guard your marriage because guarding your marriage is so important. Jay, this is something that I don't think is really probably talked about enough. And if it is talked about in premarital, ca- premarital counseling, 
then the soon-to-be newlyweds ignore it. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like, pre- premarital counseling is preparing you, I kind of think, for the first couple of years. I think premarital counseling is check the box. <laughs> I really do. And, and maybe that's because we were so young. Yeah. You know, if we were in our late 20s when we got married and, and went through life a little bit, then maybe a little bit different. We were 22 and 19. So for us, I mean, thinking back 22 years ago, when we went through premar- premarital counseling, I am having a hard time saying that today. I want to say <laughs> pre-marriage counseling, but it's it's premarital. Premarital. Premarital counseling. It really was check a box. Yeah. And and if you had a positive premarital counseling experience, we'd love to hear about it because because yeah. we actually do some counseling for for couples that are soon to be married. And uh, any feedback or any insight would help because yeah. you know help us get better at what we do. Man, because we, we, our desire is to help that young married couple lay the foundation right now, early in their marriage, that when they hit the wall, when they hit the hard times, that their foundation cannot be broke, right? Mm -hmm. And, um... That's so true. If I asked you this question, would you prefer to work with a couple who is recovering from a storm in the middle of a storm... Or it's sunny skies, but a storm is coming, but they have no idea it's coming. What, where? <laughs> we did not talk about this before the podcast. <laughs> I already have my answer, so go ahead and ask me. If I asked you that question, where would you where would you land? I would say I would love all three of them, and that's I che- and I know you're going to say cheating. that's cheating, but but here's the reason why, Bray. I, I mean, we are passionate for those in the starting blocks, right? I would agree with all three though that we are, but yeah. I want to hear your explanation. Um, we're passionate for those in the starting blocks, right? I I love seeing young and when I say young married couples, I'm not talking you're, you not, know, you're not talking age wise. You're no, talking no, a young marriage. A, yeah, young, a young yeah. You know birth to five in a marriage. <laughs> birth? How about <laughs> how about wedding? How about how about the, wedding? How about the I do to five? Yeah, not bir- I, uh, not birth. But. <laughs> I don't know. It was just funny. I was like, it's like birth. It's a birth of a marriage. You're welcome, Anyways. listeners, for leaving that authentic <laughs> laugh of Shayla in the podcast because that's her true laugh. Um, because those years, again, it's, you know, you're growing together. You're learning how to coexist with with your spouse. Um, a lot of first things happen um, in that time and... I would love, and I love pouring into those marriages, um, to to watch them grow closer. Mm-hmm. Um, those hungry marriages that mm, are that are like, hey, we want we want something maybe better than than our parents had, mm-hmm. right? Maybe maybe they grew up in a broken home, and they're like, hey, we want to do everything we can to avoid the same pitfalls that we experience as kids. And so, I know I love that couple too. Yeah, you know, and you asked me about the couple that's going through this storm. Man, my heart just beats for that couple um, because we've been there, mm-hmm. right? And 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 I just ooze empathy because I, I I can say the words I know how you feel. Yeah. And and a lot of times, if you're in counseling because your marriage is broken, maybe that person that is you know, doing the counseling, they can't relate. They can, they can say, this is what you should do, but they can't, they don't understand the, the feelings, the, the triggers. Um, Especially if the counselor is uh, usually a counseling session is with one person. Mm-hmm. So it's either a male or female. And so the married couple sometimes feels like they, the counselor's taking sides, 
right? Or yeah. they they can't understand because, well, that's a that's a guy's perspective or that's a woman's perspective, and they can't can't relate. But I keep going. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just no, thought of that. No, I think it's great, and and I, I think Brian, when when we walk alongside the couple that is, they claim they are over, and we can walk alongside of them and say, you're not over. You just need to hit the restart button and can watch a broken marriage where two people have thrown in a towel. They are done. They hate each other. Be able to start to turn mm. and look and and restore what was broken. Like that's the, it's not us. Mm-hmm. We're just guiding them. Yeah. It's Jesus who restores the broken. It's Brian, it's you and I just walking alongside. It's giving it, them some hope when nobody else believes in them. We're their biggest cheerleaders. I, I, I agree with you. There's nothing better than watching that couple go from, I despise you mm-hmm. to a twinkle. Yep. And, and we've seen it week to week from from session to session from conversation to conversation and when that when that twinkle begins we we recognize it and we say we see we you see it and they're like i don't what are you talking about and we're like just just keep being patient yeah and keep keep your head down keep your keep your focus and uh all right so there's the second group i, I, I love that too and then the final group i asked you about uh what about the couple that's healing from the, so the storm has happened and mm-hmm. they're trying to recover they're they're picking up the pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love I love that couple too. And again, I like all three because again, we are not here just to help you get to a healthy place. We are here to help you for the longevity of mm-hmm. your marriage. That momentum that forward. That momentum forward. And, and we all know because you and I are married, you hit walls a different season in life in different seasons in your life. And, you know, maybe you have hit the storm and and you're picking up the pieces and you are, your marriage is centered on Christ and you're trying to figure it out. Like, how do I let go of the hurt? How do I learn to forgive? How do I learn to trust again? And those couples that come to us and say, how do we do this? And, and I love saying, you know what? There's no magic wand that I can wave over your marriage and say, voila, you're better, right? And, and again, it's kind of that cheerleader. We're, we're your biggest cheerleaders in this because healing takes time. And we are still here during that time of healing. And, and I love when marriages have gone through hell mm-hmm. we've walked w- beside them and then they let us know years later hey look at where we're at yeah and again it is not about you brian it's not about me it's it's about pointing marriages back to jesus pointing in the right direction and then i love i love that couple that then use they use their own story to then pour into somebody else mm-hmm. and you see that domino effect and it's like you you watch their the reality of while we were completely broken now we are helping somebody else it's just such a great full circle and uh, I mean we got I mean I'm in my head right now I'm just thinking about couple after couple that are in that in that category so if you find yourself in one of those categories maybe you are a birth <laughs> a birth to five <laughs> you used my phrase I did because I want to get you to laugh if you are early in your marriage and it doesn't matter how old you are if you are in your 
late teens, 20s, 30s, 40s, maybe it's your second marriage, and, but your marriage is young and you want some guidance on how to weather the storm. Maybe you have been married five years like we were when we had our storm. Maybe you've been married 10, 10 years, 15 years. Maybe you've been married 20 years. Your kids are now out of the house and you are in the middle of a storm or you are a couple that have you've been through it already. You've been through an addiction. You've been through an affair. You've been through brokenness, but you just can't get to where you want to be. Yeah. We we want to partner with you and uh, we didn't mean for this to be a, a five minute, five to seven minute uh, conversation about pouring into marriages. But uh, again, this, our last six weeks, Shayla, we've, this is really what we're, we've talked about. How do we guard this relationship that is so sacred yeah. that we, we that we tend to just throw away? We tend to just treat it like a Wednesday, throw it in the recycle bin and let the recycle company pick it up and then go get a new one. Mm. We live in a world where we recycle everything and we're just throwing away our marriages and we're sick of it. We're sick of it, right? <laughs> look at you, look at me. You're like, I didn't know you're going to say that. Wow. <laughs> but it, it, we are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just that's why I love talking about the last six weeks and why today is so important. So we talked about what are boundaries. We talked about, you know, why are they important and, and how to implement them. And then we, we talked about specific boundaries. We talked about boundaries uh, from extended family. We talked about boundaries from friendships. We talked about boundaries from the opposite sex, part one and part two. And then today we're going to talk about boundaries from behavior, which stay with us. I think, I think you'll get, get something out of it. But let's talk about, again, boundaries and, and why boundaries. Well, boundaries within a marriage help keep you on the right path. Again, we've, we've used this story over and over again. But think about when you're driving down a road, the boundaries, the guardrails are there to keep you safe. They are not there for you to bounce up against. They are there to keep you in the road. You've got the white line. You've got the dotted line. You've got the yellow line. You've got the rumble strips, the da-da-da-da. <laughs> Go back and listen to that episode. You, you, and then you have a physical boundary, a guardrail, to keep you out of dangerous areas. And that's really what boundaries are all about. It's a system designed to keep people from straying into dangerous or off-limit areas. I'll say that again. A boundary is a system designed to keep people from straying into dangerous or off-limit areas. I love that straying, right? Think about it like a, like a, a toddler straying into a, a room they're not supposed to go in, a dog straying into somebody else's yard. Straying is not like a direct path. It's kind of a sneaky, yeah, like a slippery slope. Like, yeah. like, um, just one inch here, kind of dabbling and, in this, yeah. but, and, and guardrails have to be put up in your marriage. So you stay far away from those guardrails, far away from those boundaries to where you are in that straight and narrow path. And each one of those categories, if you have not listened to the past five weeks, we encourage you to go back, check it out. So today, boundaries from behavior. What are we talking about when we say boundaries from behavior? We are talking about, it could be positive behavior, but also could be destructive behavior. So let's start with something that could be positive, Shay. Let's talk about boundaries from work. Mm. Everybody needs a job, right? Right. We, we have to it, work. It makes the world go round. Uh, most people are working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. Daytime hours, nighttime hours, weekdays, weekends. Everybody, you know, we have to work to make the world go round. Pay bills, put food on the table. But sometimes work can become tension within a marriage. Would you agree? Absolutely. So let's talk about a couple different scenarios. Let's talk about, uh, let's use our story as an example. 
we went through a season where we really didn't get along. If you, if you didn't listen to season one, episode 11 and 12, yeah, things were pretty rough for us um, five, six years into our marriage. It got to the point where, uh, let's just be honest, we kind of we were, we were kind of got annoyed with each other. Yeah. Like, like almost uh, like in the same room, like... Despise. Like you just make my skin crawl. That you were gross. Yeah, and, and you think back... Uh, speaking of which, we you you somebody gave you a picture this week of early in our marriage of me. Yes, and it was in that time frame when things started to head south, and I and and in that picture, I'm unhealthy physically. Uh, it just looks sad. Yeah, it was a very empty picture, but I was reminded of the grace. And again, like you said a few minutes ago, but look where we are now. Mm-hmm. I look at that picture and. you know it can trigger sadness it can trigger brokenness but it also triggers joy and 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 thankfulness and grace and forgiveness because i'm not that person in that picture but there was a season where we despised each other and i remember you would come home from work and i didn't even care what your work day was like you would start to tell me about your work day and i was like i don't even care yeah you would tell me like shayla just save your words i don't care I, i don't care how your day was and then on my side, I would spend a lot of time on the road traveling, very intentional. Yes, I, w- I was required to be gone, but I would also schedule business trips, extra time on the front end, extra time on the back end. Uh, I, would, I would schedule my trips more frequently. When we get to that in our, in our jobs and our careers, we have to put boundaries around that. Because the moment you put your job in front of your spouse, or on the flip side, you don't value your spouse's job, it will create tension. Mm-hmm. So let's let that's where I want to go with with boundaries from work behavior on both sides of that. You know, Brian, it, you made a, a good point because there's two sides to that, right? Mm-hmm. And and I despised your job, but I but I knew you had to to work. And from a male's perspective, from a man's perspective, whether you have a spiritual background or not, God created the male, the man we always say to go out, kill something and bring it home. Yeah. Right. Like we were created to go out, work the land, work the soil and, and provide for our family. So in, it's just instilled in us. So my responsibility is I need to go work, but you despised it because when I would work actually resulted in more, 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 tension. Yeah, more yeah. tension because you put your work before us mm-hmm. before me and and I remember like really struggling because I didn't want to be that nagging wife you know like well you love you love traveling more than you love me and and I'm sure I said that because that's how I felt and and so I think and I know I know that there are marriages out there that the spouse despises the other spouse's job whether it's because of travel or they're working 60 70 hours a week or they work an off shift you yep. know it's a, they work nights and one's you work coming day. and one's going yeah, yeah. um and, and here is what I'm going to encourage that couple right you have got to get on the same page and you have to find a safe place to talk about the situation and and it might be that this is this is how it is going to be, but we are going to make, um, you know, like special time that we're going to spend together. You know, whether it's you know your your spouse travels all the time, then then the weekends are sacred. Then those are non-negotiable. You're not, 
going and fishing for the weekend or, yeah, or if you're traveling and or you're working 67 hours a week and, or uh, yeah your 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 time together during the week isn't possible don't schedule three rounds of golf on a saturday morning yeah you know that's for you know for the listener going well you know you tell my spouse that you know hey we're here we're here to help you we're here to be that middle ground for you and your marriage to have a safe place to talk to your spouse about that um and and again i'm not saying you have to go and quit your job what i'm saying is make your marriage your first priority Mm -hmm. and your job will follow and and i think brian we we live in a society where we are so money driven what would it look like if you didn't do that extra trip would we still have food on the table you know what i'm saying like or even looked at changing a career like absolutely. if your job is is creating so much tension in your marriage then it might be time to look at a new career cuz again i'm telling you your marriage is more important than than your job than your career at this point and what well, I love recently, and I've heard it a, a ton before, uh, we had Jared Lopes on the podcast, uh, season one, I believe, mm-hmm. and Jared runs Dad Tired Ministry, and he, he posts this a lot, talks about it a lot on his podcast, it's Dad Tired is a podcast, you can go check it out, but he talks about, as a man, you have three titles, husband, father, and a disciple. Husband to your wife, father to your children, and a disciple of Jesus Christ, as a, as a believer of Jesus, and in that cat- in those three categories, in those three titles, there's no VP, there's no CEO, there's no shift manager, there's no truck driver, there's no police officer. Those titles come and go. Mm-hmm. Those accolades come and go. Those promotions come and go. But if you if you put your responsibility and your title as husband to the wayside because you're striving for another title, guess what you are going to lose your marriage. Yeah. You, you've got it backwards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Work the Brian, the, the work situation with us was, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was a stressful time yeah. and, and we had nobody giving us guidance during this, right? You didn't have strong Christian men no. pouring into you saying, Hey, Brian, the amount that you are on the road, the amount that you travel for the weekends for fishing, you know, fishing trips or you know whatever it was this is not healthy nobody gave you you know guidance of hey stop your wife first well the the people i I was going on the fishing trips with they were not we talked about boundaries of with friendships they were not the right friends i mean they were complaining about their wives as well yeah and and it was one of the situations where it's like you know feeding the monster the more it was like that snowball was going downhill and nobody was stopping it. And the more I was gone, the more I didn't want to be home, the more you despised my job, the more I didn't want to hear about your job. And I want to go, I want to hit on that for a moment too. If, if you are not honoring and respecting your spouse's career and really truly asking them, how was your day? You know, what was one thing today that you struggled with? What was one victory today? What, how could things, you know, what are you looking forward to with an upcoming project? If you're not asking about those things, and, and I'll be guilty of it. When you're asking, sometimes I'm like, it was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, how's, your, how's your day, Bri? It was fine. It was good. Yeah. What do you got going on? I don't know. Are you busy? Yep. <laughs> and, you're, and, and we have to be very intentional with not providing one word answers. And I'm super guilty of that because sometimes I don't want to talk about it, right? If it was a long, stressful day or it's been a long week, you're like, how was your week? It was fine. And you're like, that was it? I'm like, I really don't want to talk about it. Like, I just put in 50, 50 hours this week. And I don't want to talk about it right now, yeah. but you have to communicate that too. 
like hey it was okay but i but i will say that if you can share some of those those victories and those struggles with your spouse then all of a sudden you're in this together mm. again back to being on the same team mm-hmm. you know navigate the stresses of work together it's a lot easier to do that because then your spouse can say hey i know on wednesday you had mm-hmm. this yeah, big, big zoom call yeah, big project <laughs> you know how yeah. did you know and then and then you know you can ask your spouse hey how did this go how was your project at work how was you know your meeting whatever whatever it is again it's 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 us versus the world, mm-hmm. right? And if we yeah. can have our our brain trained that way, that it is husband and wife versus the world, then then we're stronger together. And and I love that when, you know, Brian, our career paths are totally different. You know, you're in sales, I'm in veterinary medicine slash stay at home mom, and and it looks completely different. So when I share things with you about, you know, let's just say. An animal that came in that was hit by a car and, you know, all of the gory details, you're kind of like, oh, that, wow, cool story, you know, and because that doesn't mean you don't care. It's just different, different careers, right? And different um, passion. But the same thing, when you tell me about a meeting that you have going, I'm like, oh, thank goodness that's you and not me. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I I presented in front of 72 people today and 10 of them were executives. And you're like, ooh, good. I wouldn't want to do that. I'm like, that was great. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and again, learn that about your spouse, you know, and, and again, it's not wrong. It's just different. And if you you have, uh, you know, two hit by cars and you have to put, you know, three dogs down in a day and you come home and, and you say, Hey, I just want to hop in the bathtub and not talk to anybody. You're not upset with me or the kids. You just had a heavy day. Yeah. Right. But if you don't communicate that and you come home and you're just quiet and you're kind of short with us and you just go and do your own thing for an hour, we're all like, what do we do? What's wrong with mom? Yeah. Right. But if you can communicate, Hey, listen, I had a rough day. Yep. Like it was heavy. I just need some time. You know, you go have your time, we get together, have dinner, and, 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 the, and the day can go on. It's so important. I feel like we could have a whole podcast. <laughs> Maybe we need to part one, part two <laughs> no. of behaviors. Uh, no, bear with us. We're going to keep going. But this is so important. I want to talk about the travel. I know we have a ton of listeners that pre-COVID, post-COVID, whatever. Get are on, we in pre, middle, know. post? What are we in? Kansas City, no more masks. <laughs> That's all I know. Didn't have to wear masks at church today. Thank you, Jesus. Um Oh gosh, we're gonna lose we're gonna lose subscribers to that <laughs> or gain subscribers. I don't know which one. Traveling for work for us was a huge wedge, huge tension. But you have flipped the script. You have flipped the mindset, and I love how you do how you've done that, especially with our kids. Hmm. I want to talk about that because I think that is super valuable for that couple out there, for that family out there that a spouse travels. And they look at it as a negative, but you have flipped the script. You want to share how you've done that, even when you probably don't feel like it sometimes? Uh, It's going to be really hard here later (laughs) this year, next year when I start traveling. I know. I know. Um, You know, instead of looking at it as a negative, um, which I did for years, um, I, I looked at it as a positive and I respected, you know, and I think that's where, you know, wives, when we respect our husband's then, then, I mean, one, it's biblical. Yeah. Um, Ephesians five thirty three. You, you loving you, your husband re- or respecting your husband, loving you, your wife. You, you start to have 
a, a mind change, right? And we can, you know, and when I say we, I mean the husband or the wife, like we can get stuck in this, like, well, this sucks. You know, I'm going to make their life miserable on the road. And I'm going to be honest when Brian's on the, on the road and he sends me pictures of his like lobster or whatever you lobster cake. Oh, or, come on. We know it's little Caesar's pizza usually. <laughs> well, that too. And you know, we're, I'm eating mac and cheese warmed up, you know, for the third night straight. And the kids are like, we miss dad. We miss dad. And or you know, can we FaceTime dad and you're like, we can't dad's in a meeting meeting. yeah um you know i I could be like that's right you know what your dad you know he shouldn't be home you know shouldn't be gone he should be here but we embrace it as a family and we you know the kids and i say you know what this sucks but this is part of dad's job and this just means that we love the time that we spend together. And when dad's apart, you know, when we're apart from, from dad, like we're broken hearted because we miss you. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of making it like, well, dad is gone again, or Brian's gone again and making it this negative, man, we just rally together and say, all right, this week we're going to buckle down. Dad's going to be gone. It's going to be fine. And and we do our best, right? We do yeah. our best with communication. And I think that that's the big difference when, Pre, <laughs> pre-travel for you, n- not pre-COVID, but like when we were through, leading up to the leading up to the trips. Yeah, you know, I would get so angry with you because I felt like you you on purpose were leaving me, and I felt abandoned. Um, but now we are in a healthy place that I can say, and now I can say the words to the, say these words to you, and you don't get defensive. I say, Brian, it sucks you're leaving next week. And now you say, I know it's hard for me too. Yeah, I think that's And the I biggest. never, yeah. I never realized it's hard for you as well. Yeah. yeah, I might be taking pictures from a, a sunset on a beach, but I'm by myself, yeah. right? Because I drove 15 miles from my hotel just to see the ocean. And I'm like, I took a picture, right? It's not, it's not always, it's not always glamorous to yeah. be gone. Yeah. And I do miss you. And I, and, and I, I love how you said that because then it makes you feel appreciated too. Like, yes, it's hard for me too. And the fact that, it's a blessing that I'm working to then pay the bills. Yeah. Right. That's a different mindset too. So just want to share that with you. If you guys are struggling with traveling or a spouse being gone a lot for work, uh, just change the mindset and, and change the mindset with your kids because they're listening and they're watching how you're responding and you do a great job of making sure it's special for them. Yeah. Whether it's going out to Chick-fil-A that week or popcorn and TV one of the nights or whatever it might be. It's a, it's not a celebration, but it's like, Hey, dad's gone. And when dad's gone, here are the things that we do. And it's almost like they're, they're, they're ready for it. Like, yeah. Hey, dad's gone next week. Can we get Chick-fil-A on Monday or whatever? I mean, we, 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 I mean, we just do candy and pop most nights. I mean, what, <laughs> let's just be real. <laughs> <let's>, yeah. <laughs> I'm like shower tonight. Nah. Cereal every night. <laughs> Cereal for the win. Hey, it's called survival. Yeah. And we've managed well. Yeah. It, yeah. All right. That's great. I love that topic because I, when you think of boundaries, you don't think about boundaries from work, but I think yeah. it's important we talk about it. Yeah. So for the listener, if just do the self check, right? Are you, are you putting your work before your spouse? Yeah. And if you are change it. Yeah. 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 Our, start, our, start small. Our work cannot be an idol. Yeah. All right. Moving on. So boundaries from behavior. Uh, let's talk about hobbies. Hmm. Why don't you go ahead and talk about those, Brian? I talked about the work one. (laughs) (laughs) Why are these always about me? Uh, Hobbies generally can be positive. I mean, for the most part, right? It's it's something you enjoy. Everybody has a hobby. Yeah, something you enjoy. If we're not careful. Again, this this goes back to idolatry. 
if we put something on a pedestal before our spouse, it becomes destructive behavior. It can be positive. It can be a positive hobby, but it can turn destructive. Mm -hmm. Let's use our story again. Get through all of our hell, survive, restore our marriage. All of a sudden, God decides he wants to give me a new hobby, running. So over the past almost 15 years, I have run 40, well, no, 50 marathons in 48 different states. Is that a little bit obsessive? Slightly. No. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what I've learned. Running is great for me. It's, we always joke, it's cheaper than therapy, but maybe an argument there with the amount of shoes I go through. But it's, it's healthy for my body. It's healthy for my mind. It has replaced a lot of negative behaviors in my life. But I recognized really early in this running journey that I had to put boundaries around it. Mm -hmm. Because I can get so laser focused that if my training plan calls for seven miles and it's 545 at night and you've got dinner on the table waiting and I just got off my last, off my last call for the day, gosh darn it, I need to get that, those seven miles in. And I learned really early in my running journey <laughs> That when I come upstairs and say, I need to go run, and you say, um, dinner's ready, I probably should have reprioritized my day. Or run super fast. Or run super <laughs> fast. But that is putting boundaries around hobbies. Mm. For me, I know that I cannot put my running in front of you or the family. And I, and I say that verbally because it's, it's, it's accountability, right? If I say it verbally to you or other people, and you've heard me tell other people that, if I say it out loud, then it's, it's one thing to say in your mind. But when you say it out loud, there's other people to to help you and, and to keep you accountable. So for me, if I know I need to get a run in and my day, like tomorrow, for example, my day is super busy. I've got meetings all day long. I have to get up and run early in the morning. And if I don't, then it's just not going to happen. Yeah. Because I'd rather sacrifice my sleeping. And you would argue that sometimes you sacrifice your sleeping with my alarm. Mm -hmm. It's a whole nother every, podcast. Every, every, every morning. morning. A whole nother <laughs> podcast. Um, I just can't put it in front of you. Yeah. And if I can keep it behind you or below you, then it stays in that healthy category as a hobby instead of a unhealthy hobby. Yeah. Brian, we've talked to a, a lot of couples that um, gaming is a hot topic. And, and we we never realized this. We're not big gamers. No. I, I mean. I stopped playing video games like like after Super after Duck Hunt. No, I mean, I played <laughs> PS2. Um, but what we've walked with a lot of couples, walked and walked through like, you know, the wife would say, my husband spends more time on video games. Yeah. Like, yeah. She will say, hey, we go to bed at 30, 10 o'clock at night, 10.30. He goes downstairs and plays video games till three, four o'clock in the morning. Sometimes we've heard stories where they don't come, come to, to bed. bed. Yeah. You know, they get so lost in that false reality in that in that fantasy world that they literally play video games eight ten hours straight and definitely put that in front of their spouse yeah. and and is this is this the podcast that's saying you know the wife finally says yes a podcast that says my husband can't play games <laughs> absolutely not um don't put those words in our mouth but what we are saying that um if that is something that you're you're struggling with in your marriage it it needs to be Again, communication. Communicated. You, have to, you yeah. have to have a conversation about it. And again, putting boundaries, putting, you know, it's like, you know, we have some good friends that gaming was kind of an issue and they decided that on Tuesday nights from seven to nine that the husband could go downstairs and play video games. Um, 
the husband had a twin brother and they played games like together online or whatever. And so that was their time to connect as brothers. Against, uh, un, it wasn't unhealthy. No. I mean, it was healthy behavior or healthy community or, or with his brother. Yeah. But sometimes it can be unhealthy. But what was unhealthy was when he wasn't yeah. coming to bed because it was, you know, seven in the evening till seven in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, she had a husband that was exhausted. And so, again, they recognized it and they put boundaries around it. It wasn't the wife saying, you can't play anymore. She just said, hey, as a family, let's find some time that, that you can still play. Enjoy your, your hobbies. Because, again, hobbies are a good thing. Yeah, for him, it was a, you know, no different than me running. It was just a, a, a mental release. It was yeah. a stress release, stress relief. Uh, and it can't be a mother nine-year-old boy relationship, yeah. right? It can't be like you and Case and like, hey, Case, if you clean your room, if you put your clothes away, you can go play, you know, play MLB the show. That's not what we're talking about. No. It, it can't be like there's a seniority thing or, or like, manipulated. Yeah, yeah. Or like legalistic of like, oh, hey, if you take me out to dinner, then you get like an hour here, an hour there. Like let's exchange. It. No, that's not what we're talking about. But again, I love how you said like have a conversation, figure out where it fits into your schedule. Yeah. And maybe that's when the spouse... I know we're using husband and wife here. We're not saying wives don't game because there, there might be that situation. But in this situation, if the husband is a gamer and you're like, okay, hey, from Tuesday nights from 7 to 9, that's your time. Or, or Saturdays from 1 to 4, whatever it might be. Then use that time as, as the wife to find something that you want to do. Mm. Right? Maybe it's reading a book. Maybe there's a, a book that you just you want to dive into. Maybe it's, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm lost for words. I'm lost for hobbies, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe right? for me right now it's planting plants. Cause I, I you love, do love some plants, plants. <laughs> right? Yeah. Maybe it is yard work. Yeah. Whatever it might be, you know, feel that and don't look at it as a negative, but look at it as a positive, like, Hey, you're going to do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. And at the end of the day, we're both going to be yeah. happy and on the same page. And, and we can't punish our spouse, right? If you've, you've created this boundary and you have agreed upon it, you can't sit there and be tapping your fingers, watching the time and going, okay, it's nine o'clock, get and off then, the game, you know, the and then the mad. Night, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, when we're, we're talking about these things, it has to be a safe place where the husband and wife can come together and agree. I mean, just like Brian, you and I realized, like you just said, your, your day tomorrow is busy. So running is, is the first thing that you're going to do in the morning. And, and I respect that. You know, and I know that your day is going to go smoother because you, you know, you have kind of, you have your schedule mm -hmm. out rather than, you know, like you said, getting me getting home, Addie home from track and getting supper, which why supper is so hard these days. I don't know. It just. Is it dinner or supper? It's supper. I, we've already talked about this <laughs> anyways, dinner, supper, whatever, you know, and then, you know, I'm trying to multitask and get everything done and then you say hey i'm gonna go I'll be run. back in an hour yeah mm -hmm. um and again that sometimes happens because you know you you will say hey it it was raining this morning you know are you okay and i'm sure my face will tell you before my words <laughs> i just tell by the way you walk I'm like do, you, do i even ask <laughs> we've been married the 22 way I years walk? oh my <laughs> usually it's my face <laughs> don't even just i can just tell by the walk <laughs> tell by the in my office i can tell by how loud this foot's foot oh stuff. my stomp that's the what stomp, you're talking I can, about yeah but like, uh, that's pretty she's pretty light-footed today 
I think things. I think this will be positive. But here again, right? We're joking about that. Pick your battles, right? It, if, it's communication. I, yeah. I mean, again, I mean, we're we always joke in our in our marriage experiences or or marriage mentoring that there are three things that every marriage ministry talks about: sex, money, and communication. And we always say we're not going to talk about any of those three, but at the end of the day, it is about communication, mm-hmm. and you have to be on the same page, and you have to you have to understand where the other person is coming from. Yeah. I love, I love, we say it all the time. It's not wrong. It's just different. You know, you are definitely not, I mean, you, you enjoy running, but for you, you're like, you know, if you don't run, you're like, I mean, you don't like, Oh, I'm like, Oh darn. I slept through my alarm. Darn. It's raining. (laughs) I'm like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. You answered my prayer. She's like, it's been six weeks since I run. I think I'm gonna go run five miles today. I'm like, what? (laughs) Well, I'm going to get one run in this month. But for me, like, I need to get it in. It's not wrong. It's why are you laughing? Because you know, you're so right. I've, <laughs> I've already thought it's Sunday. Maybe, should, maybe you, tomorrow I should I'll go start out running run again. <laughs> <laughs> Where can you sneak it in? I like, oh, Shayla's back two or three days and two or three weeks later. I mean, I don't. You're gonna, really, gonna run anymore? Like, no, I'm good. I already got my run in for May. <laughs> Shayla runs twelve times a year. I don't have a race scheduled yet, oh. but if I schedule it, I'll start training five weeks before. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Truth, truth. All right, another hobby, golf. I don't like golf, um, but we know golf is a huge tension in marriages. A, because it, it can be expensive, and B, it's like a four-hour block. And a lot of men, husbands, love to go golf on a Saturday because that's their release. Mm-hmm. It's not wrong. Again, let's talk about it. Hey, honey, I, I really like to golf twice a month. Where can we fit this into my schedule? You know, there's a difference between a, a golf league that meets twice and twice a week, plus you're golfing on weekends, and you've got two kids under five at home, and your wife's like, "Hey, looky over here, what about me?" But if that's something you enjoy, wives, don't take that away from your husband. Husbands, don't abuse don't abuse the freedom the of freedom or like the authority that you think you have. That oh, I worked all week, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. Don't abuse that. There has to be a balance. Yeah. And and you can find it, but again, it's putting boundaries around your hobby. And it's a give and take, right? Yeah. You know, it might be like, hey, instead of golfing, you know, two nights a week and on Saturdays, can we rally together as a family and say, you can do the two nights a week or the Saturday. And again, you have, you, you've got to be in a safe place where you can talk about this and it's the give and take. You can't just verbalize like, hey, I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling neglected without an action behind that, right? Mm-hmm. Because we can verbalize everything, but if nothing changes, then it's just the layer of, of, of layer upon layer of frustration, which leads to anger, which leads to resentment, which leads to, I mean, you name it. And before you know it, it's the spouse despises the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- for for us, fishing was was one of those hobbies for me. I would spend so much time fishing, and again, put that on a pedestal. And you, you've got to be careful with those hobbies. And and you know, thinking back, and I'll I'll use golf as an example too. Sometimes the hobby is not the root or the cause of the tension; it's the behavior within the hobby. So, for example, if use husband and wife again if the husband is golfing four to five hours and they're gone from 10 o'clock to 2 30 on a saturday and they come home completely wasted because they've been drinking for four hours with their buddy their buddy's golfing 
Well, the issue might be the fact that you're coming home drunk, mm-hmm. not that you're golfing. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, that was, you know, our story. I would go to Royals game all day long. We tailgate all morning long until an afternoon game drink all day. And then I'd come home at 10 o'clock at night. I didn't even know who won the game because I was so drunk. It wasn't the fact that I was going to a Royals game with friends. It was the fact that I was. It was the behavior was the behavi- at, at the yeah. Royals game. If I went to a Royals game now with my friends, we don't have that tension of, oh, you're going to the Royals game. I don't want you to go. It's like, hey, go have fun because, you know, I'm going there sober. I'm watching the game sober. I'm coming home sober. Yeah. Completely different. The The event, the hobby is the same thing. Yep. It's a behavior within the hobby. Yeah. Good so, point. So I think we got to talk about that too because – Again, it might not be the fact that you're golfing or you're fishing or, or whatever it might be. It's, it might be the people you are with mm-hmm. that's causing the tension, right? Maybe it's Again, they're boundaries, not, boundaries ba- with friendship. Ba- boundaries of friendships. Maybe it's unhealthy friendships that your spouse is just like, hey, every time you're with these people, you are a different person. You know, it's a comp- compartmentalizing your life where you wear a different hat with your friends, with your, your, your family, with your coworkers. And if we can remove all those segments within our life, then it's a much easier life to live. Yes. All right. So another one I want to talk about Shayla, speaking of drinking is boundaries with substance, substance. I'll even say substance abuse, right? In our story, it was alcohol and it was a, a 10 year battle for me. And, uh, you know, here we've celebrated, you know, 13 years of sobriety, but it was, it was, it was 10 years of tension yeah and because we didn't put boundaries around it yeah and so for you and your story maybe it is alcohol um maybe it's uh maybe it's drugs maybe um you know maybe it's it's tobacco maybe it's smoking or chewing or or vaping or or whatever it might be we have got to put boundaries around those things because sometimes it's unhealthy but a lot of times it just causes tension within marriage yeah and i think and this isn't about, you know, we, you can go back and listen to our episode. We talked about living as an, as an addict and living with an addict, but there is something about putting boundaries around it. And in, in our story, we tried to put boundaries around it, but I just kind of plowed through the boundaries and, and it just really didn't work. We had to, limi- work, we yeah. had to eliminate it completely. Yeah. And that might be, that might be your story. That might be your case of, you know, like you, you put some boundaries around, a, a substance or a situation and it, it's not working and then you know as a husband and wife that that is something that needs to be eliminated yeah yeah we put boundaries around drinking to where we wouldn't drink alone it was only together followed those boundaries for a year year and three months and then you know with it that kind of fell apart when yeah. i got completely wasted to get when we were together but um we have to put boundaries around substance and, and because a lot of times it's creating such a tension because again I was a different person drinking and and if you are struggling with a substance reach out let us know we'll navigate that with you we'll help heal your marriage through that because we we know it's so damaging when it comes to a substance within a marriage that that when we don't put boundaries around it yep uh another boundary that we we have got to put around with behavior in our marriage is pornography and again we could spend a whole hour dealing with this. When people hear the word pornography, though, Shayla, people think about straight up, like hardcore video. That's not always what pornography is about. Yeah. Right. It can be, um, you know, scrolling through Instagram. 
it can be, um, you know, a great example. We share this all the time. When we went through our marital issues and pornography is something that I never really struggled with. I mean, I, as a man, it's always there. And so I think it's always a constant battle, but you have to be aware of it. But it wasn't something that I was addicted to or that, that I, that I had to have, but, but I, out of respect for you, once we were able to, to get through our time, our difficult times, I actually stopped receiving the sports illustrated swimsuit edition. And it, what's so cool about that. If you are subscribers to sports illustrated, you can actually ask them to not send that, that, um, that, uh, that month, that month. Yeah. That, <laughs> I won't say episode, but that, that's not it. Uh, that edition, the swimsuit edition, and they will actually add on another week to your subscription. Mm. And I love that. I love that they're willing to do that. But I never understood like the impact that that issue had on you yeah. until after that was all done. Yeah. And I think that... Because um, it, it would always come in February. It would always come in February. And, and I just remember thinking, um, I'm not good enough. And, and I think that if... If you are listening and pornography is, is a problem in your marriage, um, you, you are destroying your marriage because you're destroying yourself if you're watching it, but you're also destroying your spouse because your spouse is then thinking this is what the spouse that's watching porn or looking at porn, this is what they desire. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, if, if you're a woman, if you are a woman, you already have those insecurities and, and, and those just pile up. Right. And, and I remember thinking, okay, it's February, you know, how do they get away with even making a magazine like that? And, you know, and, and I remember thinking, how are we going to have kids around someday? I wouldn't want my daughter to see a magazine like that. And is it, is it porn? Is it playboy? I mean, no, but at a very young age, I don't want our daughter to have to think this is what a man desires. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. Having our son look at it and go. This is what a woman. Or the, Yeah, this is, you know, whatever I'm looking at all of a sudden makes me feel different. Feel things I've never felt before. And then, you know, again, that, that feeds that. Monster. Like, that inner desire. Yeah. Yeah. And and I will even say if if pornography is open in your marriage as a husband and wife together, which we know that. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, people say like, oh, well, just it adds to our sex life or adds to our relationship. I, I'd be very careful because, again, that's that false reality of what what the intimacy of a marriage is supposed to be, how mm-hmm. God created it. You are fantasizing about something that is not is not real. Well, and it's not your spouse. And it's not your spouse. Like, right. and, and again, we talked about... Even if you're about, doing it, watching it together, yeah. you're still viewing or, or getting pleasure from something other than your spouse. Yeah. And again, we talked about idolizing, putting an idol in front yeah. of your, your marriage. And even together, you could be putting an idol mm-hmm. to, you know, together as a husband and wife yeah. of something. And, and there again, it's just an unhealthy habit to start because then it, if it happens with your spouse, then when you're alone, what happens? Right. You're tempted. Yep. Again, just putting that boundary, putting that guardrail around. So high. I mean, we're talking like cinder block, barbed wire, electric fence. <laughs> guard dog. Guard dog. <laughs> moat full of alligators. Like 
do whatever you have to yeah. do. Eliminate porn out of your life and out of your marriage. Yeah. You will thank us later. And if you are struggling with it, it's not going to be easy, but you're probably going to need to share that with your spouse. Yep. And especially if you're really far into it. And that's a, that's kind of a, that's such a touchy, you need to reach out to somebody first, mm-hmm. right? And then help them navigate. But in order for some healing to happen, it, it might be a situation where you have to talk with your spouse. And, and those are very difficult conversations. And there again, Brian, we, we know that um, there's strength in numbers, right? Mm-hmm. And there is, there is <laughs> so much that you can do. You can have an accountability group right? Um, you can have people that you can put on an app and when you scroll through your phone and it triggers something, those, that accountability group can see and can say, you know, Hey, Joe Bob, I saw that you, you know, scrolled here or you looked at that or you searched for this. And, and again, there's strength in numbers. So, you know, in your marriage, if pornography is, is an issue, it is a problem. It's, it's, you know, making that wedge of intimacy farther and farther and farther in in your marriage share, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, if it's a husband, maybe find one safe man to talk to and, and then build from there. And, and it it will be at some point you will have to share with, with your wife. And, and we know too that, that women struggle with this, Brian. I mean, so when we talk about this, it's not just for the man, it's for the man and the woman. For anything we talked about today. I mean, yeah. If, if we said husband, then insert wife. wife. If we said wife, insert husband. If we said man, insert woman. If we said woman, insert man. It's, it can go either way. We're so passionate about this. We, we so passionate. We spent the last six weeks talking about boundaries because we believe that when you put boundaries in your marriage around all of these topics and more, you can have the marriage that God intended for you to have. We have to keep sacred what God intended to keep sacred or what he intended to be sacred. Yeah. And that's our marriage. We have to guard it. And, and, and we just can't let our guard down. I mean, that's the other thing. We, it's one thing to say, hey, well, let's guard it, but don't let your guard down. And it's don't an get, everyday don't, thing. Yeah. Don't, don't get lax on it. Yeah. Because we, we've said this in, in other episodes, Satan is just prowling mm. around. He's looking for that little crack in your marriage and maybe it's a boundary. I mean, it, I'm telling you, if you put a boundary in your marriage, Satan's going to come knocking because yeah. he wants that boundary to be broke down so he can continue. He's to like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Life. I was prowling around. Like yeah. I was, I was, I was doing my thing over here. And all of a sudden there's a wall that I ran into. Yeah. Oh no, I'm going to knock that, try to knock that wall down. And that's where you have to put that moat of alligators around it. Yeah. Right? Guard dog. Guard dog. Get a chihuahua. Get the people, put people, <laughs> get people in your community, a chihuahua. <laughs> I was just going with my statement over here and you threw a chihuahua at me. I would be scared of a chihuahua. If you had a, if, if I had a, if I had a moat of alligators or a field of chihuahuas, I would rather swim through the alligators. I think. <laughs> <laughs> they were vicious. Oh gosh. Anyways. All right. We're leaving that. In. I'm not even going to edit that out. Vicious. Just, just guard it. Please. And if you need, if you need help, if you need assistance, reach out, we'll put our marriage mentoring in the show notes. And if you are a pastor or leader at a church, we'll put our weekend marriage experience in the show notes as well. Uh, email us, contact us. You can email us at info at anguishedhearts.com. We would love to partner with you either two on two or at your church, or if you want to, if you're hosting a, a marriage event, let us come in, let us pour into your people. Um, I'm just so passionate about it. I don't, I don't even know what else to say. It, it's just it's because we've been through it yeah and we came out on the other side and and we know it's possible for you too 
All right, let's recap, Shayla. It's our we are the end of our guarding your marriage series. So, what are boundaries? A system designed to keep people from straying into dangerous or off-limit areas. Do you think people remember that by now? Maybe I hope have so. we said it enough? <laughs> boundaries within a marriage help keep you on the right path. Yeah. Absolutely, they just do 100%. Why have boundaries? We talked about it with the Legos because one misstep can lead to a disaster. If you didn't listen to the episode, go back and check it out. We talked about how our daughter was putting together this Lego of what, 600 and some pieces. Like step in the first page of her, of her instruction booklet, she put a piece, one peg off. She got to the end and the entire project didn't fit. It looked nice. It looked great. It looked on the great outside. on the outside. It looked perfect, but it just didn't work right because she was off by one little step. That's how it is with boundaries. If we're off with our boundaries, one little misstep can lead to a disaster. And then finally, how to apply boundaries. We must be in very intentional and we must be very careful to not overlook any detail and to put those boundaries and get that field full of chihuahuas <laughs> and that moat full of alligators. Uh, I want to leave you with this. We didn't talk a, a, a lot about scripture during the last six weeks, but I love the passage in James. It talks about being tempted. James 1, 13 through 15. It says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. Sometimes I think we like, well, God put that in my life. God's trying to tempt me. God's trying to trip me up. But James says, no, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. Hmm. So scripture flat out tells us God isn't tempting you. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Our own evil desire, that, that selfish desire, that selfish way. Again, that's bumping. Let, let's tiptoe close yeah, let, to this guardrail. Because it feels good. Yeah. That, that, that text message, that social media post, that response I got walking through the hallway at work, uh, that, that, that Sports Illustrated swimsuit dish, it's not really porn. I mean, they still have a swimsuit on. It's the... It's the, oh, that, you know, I'm traveling for work and I'm going to, I'm going to just stop by the strip club with my coworkers or, um, it's that extra drink at the bar, whatever it might be. You're bumping up against that guardrail. And then verse 15 says, then after desire has conceived. So after this desire that's inside of you decide, you decide to take action on this desire, it gives birth to sin and sin when it's full grown gives birth to death. Mm. We must put boundaries in our marriage. How do we do that? We invite Jesus into our marriage to put the biggest, boldest, baddest boundary that is possible to guard what is sacred. It's possible, you guys. We know it because we've lived it and we believe in you and we believe that it can happen in your marriage as well. It might sound crazy. It probably sounds crazy to some of you because you haven't had boundaries before. But Shayla, we know that Jesus is the ultimate boundary when it comes to a marriage. Yep. Because when you look at your spouse through the lens of Jesus Christ, it's no longer, well, I'm not going to do that because my wife doesn't want me to. It's not a behavior modification. It's a heart change. Mm, I love that. So yes, today we talked about putting boundaries and guarding your marriage from behavior. But really, in the day, Shayla, it's not about behavior, is it? No, it's about the change of heart, right? It's about your actions because of who you are as a follower of Jesus, not as a husband or as a wife. Yeah. You went, we went back to the, that title, right? Those three titles of right. men, of husbands, yep. you know, yep. and, and it's, it's the same for your marriage. Right. I, I don't, um, I don't avoid porn because you don't want me to. I don't because it's not good for my soul. Hmm. Right. And as a, as a result, it's good for our marriage. Right. 
I don't not drink alcohol because you don't want me to. I don't drink alcohol because I know for me, it's a very deep, dark sin. And it puts tension in our marriage and it's destructive behavior. It's not about my behavior. It's about my heart. Mm-hmm. And for you as a listener, that's what we encourage you. It's not about your behavior. It's all about your heart. And let Jesus heal your heart, restore your heart, and give you a brand new heart if that's what you need. Shayla, it's been fun. Every week it's been fun. We could have went part two with this one. This is a long episode, <laughs> but we needed a long episode. It's been a while. It's been a while. So hopefully you've enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, if you found this, this information helpful, please share it. Copy the link to the podcast. Send a text message to somebody this week and say, hey, listen, I listened to this podcast about guarding your marriage. I think it would be beneficial for you. Uh, let us know what you think. Make sure you hit that subscribe button if you have not already. And we know there are listeners out there that have not left a review. Yes. So go leave that review right now. Leave that five-star rating and keep coming back. We have some great episodes coming up. If you have enjoyed this series and you want to hear more series in the future, let us know that as well. Yeah. That will help. All right, Shayla. It's been fun. Until next week, whatever you are doing in your marriage, most importantly, put up boundaries. It's worth it and be different. 